Hello there and welcome to the latest edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. My name is Michael Bailey, I'm The Athletic's Norwich City correspondent and every week I will host this Canaries chat for you this week. Some Spurs reflection, Hodgespot goes full rant and we'll hear from BBC Radio Norfolk's Chris Gorham. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. Uh, it is me on my Todd for this pod. Don't worry, I haven't been on my own all Christmas, uh, but hopefully there will be enough to tide you over in this podcast until the post-festive normality returns. Just before we get going properly, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic to read great articles and get access to all 11 of our new podcasts. And just by listening to this show and my voice right now, you can subscribe with a 40% discount by going to theathletic.com and using the code Norwich Pod. So let's be honest, that 1-0 defeat on Boxing Day at Aston Villa rather hurt. Norwich deserved far more and it was probably the same story at Carrow Road on Saturday when Norwich led Tottenham twice but had to settle for a point. There was huge VAR controversy. I am still angry about it, if I'm honest, but a lot of heart can be taken from Norwich's efforts. Now, after all the interviews were done, I enjoyed a lovely sit-down with Chris Gorham in the corner stand at Carrow Road known as the Snake Pit. That's on its way. But before it, have a little bit of what these guys had to say following that Spurs draw. There is Grant Hanley, who's looking in great nicks and stepping in for the injured Ben Godfrey. In fact, he's played 270 minutes of Premier League action in eight days. That's basically the same amount of league action Hanley had played during the entirety of 2019 before it. Uh, You will also hear from Norwich City head coach Daniel Farker, who was in upbeat mood. He certainly wasn't after the uh, defeat at Aston Villa. But let's start with only the fourth Bosnian to become a Premier League goalscorer and, talking with an injured tongue, here's Mario Vrancic. Mario, how hard was it to get yourselves back up after the Villa game? Because the, the faces and the expressions and everything around it, and it was literally two days ago. I mean, you'd normally just be in your second day of recovery by now. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's why we had a few changes to, to get to get impulse in it. And um, of course, we were very disappointed after the game, but we an- analysed it straight after the game, talked about it um, a few minutes, and yeah, just... Yeah, we're focusing on, on, on Tottenham. We can really build up on this point against a decent side. Uh, there's no point to give up for us now. Uh, I know we are we are on the bottom, but uh, we proved many times that we can uh, that we can be competitive, and that's what we're trying to 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 keep going. And uh, yeah, hopefully with a few good results in the next weeks. We spoke uh, pretty honest with the players. Um, before the season, it was clear like we, we are the favourite for position 20. And after the first of the se- half of the season, 19 games, 12 points, you um, would say it's, it's more or less a little miracle if we uh, are allowed then to stay in this, uh, in this league. But one thing is for sure. So this lads will fight their socks off in order to create another miracle. And for that, it was definitely a good, a good start into the second half in the first little, uh, little step. And um, yeah, if we go uh, further on with this, with this attitude, with this commitment, and also this uh, level of performance, um, yeah, no one should write us off, and uh, no one should uh, underestimate the, the the attitude and the spirit of my players. And one thing is for sure, we will fight uh, till the last game. Yeah. Physically, mentally, I'm in a better place now because of um, you know, hopefully, managed to put all injury issues and um, that behind me. You know, I feel good, and I feel. Um, a bit more confidence to be myself out there. Before when I was playing, I knew there was a, an issue there, quite a, bit, a big issue. But now, you know, I've not felt it once, and I've 
I've had no issues whatsoever. Um, so now it gives me confidence to be able to, you know, go in and and, and play at 100%. I mean, today was tough because obviously it's a quick turnaround and I've, you know, probably only trained for a week before the before the Wolves game. Um, feels a little bit like pre-season again, but um, no, I'm enjoying it and like I said, it's. I'm just grateful to be back out there and and and, and playing and be able to play at 100%. I think that the thing that's on our side is, you know, the dressing room we've got and, you know, every single player in there um, owes everything in Norwich City. Um, you know, there's not one player in there that doesn't owe the club everything they've got and for the opportunity that, that the players have been given. Um, you know, so the players appreciate that and we'll continue to give our all for the club. We're sat in the snake pit. I'm with uh, Chris Gorham, BBC Radio Norfolk commentator, sports editor, head honcho. Head honcho? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, this time of the year, why not? <laughs> no one else around at this time of the uh, year. It's only a bit croaky, Chris. Yeah. Is that common tree? Uh, no, it's um, it's been a bit of a... I've, I don't want to add to the injury crisis or oh, go, no. woe is me, but I, I've limped through the the oh. festive, the hashtag busy festive period. Bit of a bit of the dreaded lurk that a lot of people have had over Christmas. But yeah, two two full-blooded commentaries and we've just about got through it. OK, fitness test before Palace? Or you Should be I think I'm not planning to go out on New Year's Eve, so I think I'll be all right. Well, it's cold. There's your throat, and then there's Mario Vranchich's tongue. Yes, he, again, you, I can't complain because there are there are people who've spilled blood for the cause. <laughs> it's fair dues, isn't it? Um, what do you make of Norwich at the moment? Because I, I, you know it's been it's been quite the year, hasn't it? And obviously this season we're watching them, and I can't help keep been watching them, thinking you know they're not far off. They're not far off, but it's just it's like the last bit is the. The, the, the toughest bit to bridge. Yeah, it's really frustrating. I think um, I mentioned to you when we were just chatting before. I think it's the whatever the reverse of marginal gains is. I don't know what the opposite. <laughs> I don't know what the opposite would be because you know you, you look at Norwich City. In most most games you say they played really well today. If they could just defend set pieces, or they played really well today, if they could just take their chances. And when you add up the four or five little things that they're not doing consistently enough. That's why you end up with a picture of a team that's the bottom of the Premier League, despite playing some really good football. I think you, if you turned up here today and you hadn't looked at the league table, you, you wouldn't have, uh, have put the, the best part of the Premier League between these two sides, Norwich and Tottenham. I think they're, they're playing some really encouraging, really intelligent, really inspiring football. But it is, the, it is those fine lines, isn't it, that people talk about in, in the Premier League. Sometimes you come away thinking, oh, maybe a substitution a bit earlier might have made a difference, but you don't know. Sometimes, you know, a chance, sometimes it is VAR. It, 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 it's just, I think the biggest problem is it's not one thing. You yeah. can't say if they could just tighten up that one thing, they'd be fine. There are a few little issues to, 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 to sort out, and I think that's, that's the issue at the moment. But you, they're not playing in a way that suggests it all needs to be ripped up and start again either no exactly and this is the thing I've written a lot about little issues that need sorting out over the athletic and then, then there's always something else that, that pops up as, as well um, if we're sat here in 12 months time where are Norwich going to be? That's, that's a good end of year question yeah it is and I think you'd be brave to bet on them staying up from here uh, one thing I would say being realistic is if they do stay up from here what a four or five months we're in, in yeah, for yeah, watching yeah. that it's going to be on a par with last season if they can pull it off from here that was that was a tone change I thought it was I, I enjoyed listening to Farco when he was speaking to you at the end and what he was saying and like talking about you know it's going to be a miracle for us to stay up but let's go yeah. and try and create a miracle which is a bit different because he, he li- looked absolutely shattered after the game at Villa yeah and I think that is the problem um, again we talk about these marginal things you look at the 20 games in the season and actually you've only got to change two or three of the results you know the, the losing here to Watford losing at Southampton and losing at Villa you change just those three results out of 20 and it's a completely different picture so again it all comes back to the, the point we started with they're not that far away no, it's no. just those little things but yeah I, 
my my other problem is I'm, I still think Norwich won't be... People say 10 wins and 10 draws, don't they? That's 40 points. That, that keeps you up. I still have seen enough to suggest that I don't think they're going to be that far away from the, the 10 wins. Um, I know they've got to win a lot of games from here, but it's whether they can turn defeats into draws often enough. And my other concern is I'm looking at the teams above the bottom three. You know, you're looking at West Ham, you're looking at Bournemouth, Brighton are on a decent run of form, even Southampton have picked up recently. And it's hard to imagine any of those going down. And yet we're going to need one of them to go down for at least for Norwich to get out of this. And I think that's part of the problem. Yes, it is about Norwich. And yes, they're going to have to not necessarily improve performances, but improve results. But you need you need somebody else to drop off as well. And it, I'm, I haven't seen enough of the other teams to be confident enough that any of them are going to be that bad in the second half I mean, of the season. I don't think Norwich are a bad side at all. And I have, there is going to be a pretty decent side that, that goes down, or certainly an established Premier League side, because a lot of these sides, like Southampton, you, you can tell they're still streetwise enough to be able to pick up points at this level, even if generally they're maybe not in yeah. great shakes. And I think we've seen one of the big problems of the Premier League this season today. It, it's actually worked in Norwich's favour today. But take Liverpool out of the equation. Any of the other big teams can drop points at any time. Yeah. And quite often you look at fixtures like the other day when you had Southampton at Chelsea and you would like to think, well, that's one of our relegation rivals definitely dropping points then. But it's not like that anymore. You know, the the bulk of Norwich's points have been in games that at the start of the season you wouldn't have thought they were going to get anything out of. So that's another one of the problems that you wouldn't put put it past any of the teams at the bottom to go and get three points or a point from from games that you just wouldn't, wouldn't otherwise be banking on. Just finally then, um, so Norwich started the year uh, 2019 with a draw at Brentford, if memory serves. A terrible draw. It was like <laughs> the worst game as well. And they started the, <coughs> oh, they started yeah. the decade at Wickham in yeah. League One. I mean, I suppose it, we, we, it's hard to talk about um, context when you know you've only won one out of about 13, 13 games, whatever it is. Yeah. But, but still, it's been a remarkable time, hasn't it, to follow the club? It is. And again, you to know how good or bad this is you almost need to look another 18 months into the future don't you and if this is part of Norwich possibly going down but then coming up and being stronger then the position they're in now is is not a problem but if they go down and then struggle as they and several other teams have in the past then it, it is more of a problem so yeah it's always difficult to at a point in time pick exactly where we're going but if I could make a few people have said what what's the one thing I'd like to see over the next decade the one thing I've not got to commentate on well, I've been doing this job for a long time now. Yes, the yeah. one thing I haven't ever got to commentate on is a proper barnstorming cup run. Can we just have one of those <laughs> over the next ten years? Well, that we, I've seen I've seen promotions, relegations. I know it'll. Ne- I know it won't be dull because it never is with Norwich City. It's been fun doing this job, but I've never got to commentate on a proper cup run. Call me old-fashioned, but I'd love to. Well, someone uh, said to me that uh, this Norwich team reminds them of the Wigan team that uh, won the FA Cup and then got relegated under Roberto Martinez. So, you know, I'm not saying we'll get relegated, but I'm know. not saying we'll win the cup. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other would do. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Um, I, I think, I'd like to think, from what I've seen of Norwich, the way they've played enough recently. It's been a run of games now where the performances are, are getting more consistent and you're coming away from games not completely shot in terms of the hope. I'd like to think that they're still going to make a fist of this. We're still going to go down to the last three or four games with survival on the table. I think from here, that's all we can hope for. And there'll be no FA Cup run to distract us, probably, either. That means you're looking forward to Preston, then, and Alec Neal. Always looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> Always looking forward to an FA Cup game. I'll take my silver tinfoil FA Cup with me, <laughs> and off we go. I'll take a picture of you with that. Uh, Chris, Happy New Year. And to you. Happy New Year to everyone. So I'm sure you've missed this guy, which makes it all the more worthwhile for him to record a bonus-length segment. Uh, and yes... 
he has gone there. Here's Scottish commentator, sports journalist and honorary Norfolkian Stuart Hodge with his latest Hodge spot. Cue Stu. I've managed to avoid doing it so far in the Hodge spot, but now it's time to do it. VAR. It's here to stay, so we need to get used to the idea, regardless of how infuriating we find the fact that the moment of ecstasy that used to exist in a football match where you thought, yes, there's the winning goal, that's it, is no longer it's no longer a moment of ecstasy. It's a moment and then a ponderous wait to find out if you're actually going to be celebrating or not. So the game has changed. It's here to stay. We have to deal with it. But it's not just about VAR itself. It's about the implementation of it. It's about the types of rules that they, they manage to quibble over. It's about the fact that Timu Puki's armpit or shoulder or something was supposedly offside, robbing Mario Vrancic of one of the best assists of the season. Then there's the first touch from Puki, which he's done so many times. Then he slots it, and you think, Norwich City are actually going to win a game today. This is actually going to happen. We're going to win a game in the Premier League. We're going to go 1-0 up and then supplement that first goal with a second to give ourselves a bit of a cushion and, and get rid of that nervousness, get rid of all of the, the angst and, and fear and, and everything else that surrounded the stadium at times. No, of course not. We get robbed of it. it. I mean, in hindsight, it wasn't even offside. I, I watched that in Sky Sports. I was doing a shift there. And you've got a room full of football journalists, seasoned veterans of the rules of the game, people that know how football works. And they're asking themselves, they're saying, so, yeah, so is it offside or is it not? Surely not. Surely they can't give that as offside. I was with three Spurs fans round about me and they all went, no, surely that's a goal. Surely that's got to be a goal. Then it gets chopped off and everyone's looking at, I don't know, it's like some sort of warped Venn diagram of whether it's right or wrong, red and blue colours and shapes. and I mean, really, do we want to reduce football to the merest millimetres of mathematics? I don't think we do. So the implementation of it has been absolutely shocking. And I think the Premier League, I mean, it's every week that this is happening. And it's just about every game, every week that you're saying VAR this, VAR that. In other leagues in Europe, there are sometimes VAR controversies, but it's not the sole talking point every week. So, I mean, they really need to get their act together with it. Another thing is encroachment. Penalty takers are statistically more likely to score. So this nonsense that if a goalkeeper comes half a footstep off of a line that is encroachment and creating such a severe impediment on the penalty taker that it has to get taken again is just an absolute nonsense. I'm, I'm just sick of it, to be honest. Like We've got to the stage where the rules of the game have been changed that much that... Uh, we don't even really know what the game is anymore in, in, in certain instances. And they just need to stop tinkering with it. Do you remember when offside as well? It used to be a daylight rule. It used to be, oh yeah, uh, th there's daylight between the attacker and the defender, so that's offside. Now we're getting out magnifying glasses and monocles and binoculars and whatever else we can to decide if something's offside. Oh yeah, and we'll do it for about a minute or two or three after the event has actually taken place. Nonsense. But... For all of my Christmas and New Year doom and gloom. And happy Christmas and New Year, by the way, Canaries fans. But yes, a bit of perspective. And this one comes with a bit of inspiration from our man NCFC numbers who tweeted earlier in the week. Norwich City started the decade playing Gary Waddock's Wickham in League One. They finished the decade 
playing Jose Mourinho's Tottenham in the Premier League. So, safe to say, if you look at the overall balance of the decade, the trajectory has been in the right direction for Norwich City. Oh yeah, and if you want a bit more New Year cheer, just look at the Twitter feeds of any Ipswich fans. Season's greetings, troops and troopettes. So next up is Crystal Palace at Carrow Road on Wednesday evening before we all head to Preston for FA Cup third round duty at the weekend. Remember, if you subscribe to The Athletic, then make sure you log on to the website or app two hours after every Norwich City kickoff to discuss all the key topics from the match action. So that is 7.30pm GMT to talk through what we all hope will be Norwich's first victory at home since September. Um, Also on The Athletic, you will find my piece on what Norwich City will do in January. The thoughts of sporting director Stuart Webber on his first season doing the job in the Premier League, as well as pieces with the Norwich fans as they process the ups and downs of a remarkable year and the club's kit men as they tackled Norwich City's Boxing Day logistics while keeping spirits as high as possible. Those two do a remarkable job and I have to say it was great fun speaking to them. But that is it for On The Ball this week. The podcast is freely available so make sure you spread the word and subscribe with your podcast player of choice on either Apple or Android and if you want to get in touch with us just sling me a tweet or direct message on Twitter at Michael J. Bailey. Thanks, of course, to Hodgie and to you guys and girls for listening. We will be back next week with another edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. Until then, Happy New Year and never mind the danger. <laughs>